Hey podcast, you're listening to episode 42 of the Speed Mentor podcast, the daily blast from Gavin's ass. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> Look folks, I hope you're getting the feeling by now that you can have success and you can have great fun at the same time. That's why I like to put a bit of humour into these episodes. I should maybe re-record the intro to this episode as people will think I'm taking the piss. Anyway, despite that intro, you're listening to the soundtrack um, for anyone and everyone who wants to achieve more, who wants who wants to be more, the soundtrack for all those people who deep down in their gut, they know that they've got more in them. The people who don't want to second settle for second best, the people just like you and me. This is episode 42 with a working title of Getting Finance. And I've put it together as I've had a few requests from listeners about some practical advice and guidance around financing their business. Now, it's a little bit drier maybe than some of the other uh, subjects we've tackled, but I think it's really an important one. Now, bear in mind at all times that it's the attraction that will create, uh, uh, it's uh, the attraction that you create around your exciting narrative and compelling story of you and your business and your purpose and your plan that will attract the money to you. So your business... Don't take your eye off the story and off the narrative. Don't think about the money. You've heard me talk about this before. The money will find you whenever you attract or you create the other stuff. Now, it's number one priority, but assuming you're doing all of the other stuff about your compelling stuff, then we can look at the finance of your enterprise too. It's worth pointing out at this early stage that it's not profitability that finishes off most businesses. It's actually cash flow. So good maintenance and management of the money and its flows are absolutely critical. Look, the thought of profitable businesses going under due to cash flow issues is absolutely heartbreaking. It breaks my heart to hear that. So I thought this episode will help you think about all the available avenues to attract funding to you at the right times. Now, access to finance at the right rates of interest or with the right terms can be challenging in any economic climate. Whether you're looking for startup funds, capital for continued expansion, or cash flow just to tide you over through a wee difficult time. So here's my guide of the 10 avenues to help you navigate through those waters. Now, number one, use a credit card or credit cards. Um, This is where it all started for me back in my 20s. Using credit cards to fund deposits for houses and cash flow for my international phone card business. Um, There are risks, of course, involved With this approach and the use of credit cards to fund your business is very risky for your personal solvency. Now, you can't afford to fall behind on your payments or your credit score tanks. And if you pay only the minimum amount each month, you may struggle to clear the debts. However, if you sensibly and if you're not spending on those cards on everyday purchases at the same time, then they can be a great way of um, to get going if you've already got a good credit history. Now, I would have run, here's a wee admission, I don't know if I broke any laws with this, I would have run up to five credit cards at any one time using the transfer balances offered on those cards, which were um, 0% finance for a period of maybe up to 12 months, and there would be a charge of, say, 3 to 5% whenever you loaded the balance onto a new card. Now, I would have been meticulous, and you must do this too, if you use credit card balance transfers. I would have been meticulous about keeping a spreadsheet of the expiry dates of the interest-free period 
And because I always operated in compliance with that and cleared down in time, um, I could have been running up to £20,000 at a time on credit cards um, through that approach. And that worked for me um, 20 years ago. Now, your problems will arrive arise if your business opportunities aren't profitable or your interest-free offerings are removed before you're able to pay them back or they stop offering interest-free um, or balance transfers and you're at that stage where you're just about to move on to another one. But managed astutely, you can get your business off the ground with this approach or indeed see yourself through a cash flow crisis. But there's a health warning on that one, but it can really work for you and it did, certainly for me. Number two, get a bank loan. This is it. This is probably the most traditional and easily understood approach. While the days of the, the manager in the high street who knew all about you and knew um, about your business, they're all but gone, albeit I hear that Danske Bank, who were giving me a pitch there in Belfast the other day, they're referring back to a manager in their business branches across through, uh, Northern Ireland due to customer demand. So that's a good step forward. And for the record, just to let you know, I don't bank with Danske and there's no advertisement on this episode or in any other episode. So... Um, but I'm just pointing that out there, okay? So you're actually bank with Barclays, just for the record, in case they're getting upset. So your loan applications will go into a four when there's no manager there, will go into a vortex somewhere and probably be decided by some algorithm in some office over in London or something like that. But putting your best foot forward, creating the best business plan you can, building the relationships with your bank and other banks, maybe attending events hosted by the banks to build those relationships. For instance, I go to... So people, some people just think about, oh, I need, a, I need a bank loan. And then they go and go for a bank loan and they've no relationship built up already. So for instance, I'm just letting you into some secrets here. I go to HSBC's headquarters in Canary Wharf every year to their boardroom on the seventh floor um, for an event called Meet the Brands. Now, I don't bank with HSBC, but they finance probably 70% of all franchise businesses in the UK. And franchising is one of the areas that I'm really interested in. So I go off to London to support their event and I go out in the red eye and I come back late that night. And in return, I'm sure if I needed it, I needed finance for franchise opportunity, they would support me. I've already built up that relationship, folks. You see how this stuff works? So get out there and support others and you will get that back in return. Now, don't be afraid to get someone, whether paid or as a favour, to help you with your business plan if you're going to be putting in an application to a bank. Get your business plan done professionally or by somebody who knows what they're doing. For our um, virtual reality gaming centre, which we've just opened, VR City X in Belfast, James McGee, check out the episode um, from Mentee to JV for full details. But he showed me his business plan. And even though I wasn't involved with his business at that time, I had my accountant tidy up the numbers. And then I added some entrepreneurial flair to the narrative of his business plan to make it a little bit sexier for a bank. Now, you should do that too. Now, that's not an invitation to send me your business plan. But think about who could help you with your business plan. Maybe getting some paid advice to help you with it. Or maybe there's just some other business person you know who could have a look over it for you. So number three, consider factoring or invoice-based financing. Now, factoring is a finance method where a company sells its receivables or invoices at a discount to get cash up front. Any business who doesn't get paid up front but raises invoices to be paid can use this approach. However, it can be an expensive way to raise funds. You generally pay a fee, that's a percentage of the total amount. So if you pay 2%, 
um, fee to get funds for 30 days in advance. It's an equivalent of paying a rate of 24% per year. So do a bit of shopping around on this front as traditional banks and non-traditional funders can now do this. And the great news is that they have software that can integrate with your accounts package to make it fairly smooth and painless compared to the old days when you used to have a massive amount of paperwork and paper trail to do. Now, number four, uh, SIPs or SASs. These are pension schemes um, set up to give you more control of your investment decisions so that your pension, um, your provision around your pensions can be used to invest in business and or property. Now, please seek professional advice around these options, um, but, but they're there and they're out there for you to investigate. Now, number five, why not try crowdfunding? Now, a, crowd fu- a crowdfunding site like um, Kickstarter or like Funding Circle, and there are others out there as well, but Funding Circle is, is actually one that I've used in the past. It's a peer-to-peer lending um, facility filling a gap in the market by creating a debt crowdfunder that allows small businesses um, to be finan- to finance their older projects and to be financed not by a lending institution, a traditional one, but by other small business people or other small or other people who have an understanding of a business. They can click in, see what your business is about, see if they like it, and then they'll uh, commit a small amount of funds and there'll be a collective pot that can then uh, fund your business. The average loan amount is £60,000, though businesses can borrow up to a million pounds, and there are secured and unsecured loans available. Now, crowdfunding is a great way of businesses to find out if their big idea can really capture the imagination of investors and, of course, raise money effectively. And that's really the Kickstarter model. So if people are interested in funding your business, there's a good chance that there may be customers at the other end as well. Now, number six, what about attracting an angel investor? Now, with the success of Dragon's Den in the UK and Shark Tank in the, U- in the US, the idea of attracting angel investors has become more and more popular over the years. Every major city now has, there's one in Belfast called Rays, actually, I haven't been to it yet, but I uh, plan to at some stage. Every major city um, has events going on where there are angel investors looking for the right people and projects to invest in. Now, some quick advice if you're looking at this route for finance. When pitching, you have, you have to have your pitch deck well drilled. Be succinct, avoid jargon, don't follow fads, and nail your exit strategy as the project might be your passion but it's just going to be another business opportunity for the angel. Now, in my experience, the angel investors want to know that the team are A-team players. And when I've invested in anything, that has certainly been the case. Been the case. We've talked lots about showcasing your brands on social media, LinkedIn, etc. These are the times that all that hard work, crafting your narrative will pay off. Um, as the angel or the dragon or the shark will do their homework to see whether you're the real deal and the first place they're going to go is onto your social. So you have been warned. Now, number eight, another opportunity is credit union loans. Now, these, these may be overlooked by many, but building up a habit of tucking money away into account in your local area, of practising good money management in your life and being able to call upon those good habits um, due to regular saving in a credit union to tap into a loan with them is a great way to conduct yourself and should be used and deployed by far more people, in my uh, humble opinion, um, to show that their money management skills are right up there. Now, number nine. Now, there are lots of opportunities in Northern Ireland and elsewhere in the UK and Ireland for startup loans from InvestNI, from Catalyst and from others which are backed uh, by the government or local 
um, government um, seeking out local entrepreneurs who want to start up a business or, or who want to scale. And even better with some of these are that they run competitions whereby the best ideas can get onto a program that provides business support, accommodation and funding. And plenty of that funding doesn't require repayment. It just requires that you participate in their program. Now, how good is that for a new business? They didn't have this 20 or 30 years ago. Um, well, in fact, I think they did actually, but not in that sort of scale. Uh, two of the tech startups I'm involved with are in this position at the moment. One of them's called Aubergine in the Omero Baths Eagle Lab and the other called Asset Nexus in the Catalyst Danska Hub. Now, Local councils or businesses, business centres also provide loans. And just as I was saying that they didn't do that 20 years ago, I just remembered that I did get a £1,000 loan. In fact, it wasn't a £1,000 loan. It was a £1,000 grant for doing six business sessions um, on a course put together by Belfast City Council 25 years ago. So there is support out there. And number 10, uh, and this is the biggie and the most often used, is raise money from your family and your friends. Now I've saved this one until last on purpose. I've had personal success with this, but I've also had personal disaster with this. The pain of losing your own money is bad, but it's nowhere near as bad as losing the money of family or friends because of the stresses and strains it puts on the relationships inevitably. This is probably the most popular uh, method of funding new businesses. Family and friends who want to support you are often not sophisticated lenders, but may be willing, due to their love for you, to part with their hard-earned cash. But it's up to you to put together a proper plan with the risks highlighted in it, what everyone stands to lose, knowledge of what everyone stands to lose, what the business plan seeks to deliver so that everyone knows where they stand and prevent the relationships being soured if it goes wrong. Of course, it may go well and everyone wins and Auntie Mabel tells a story of how she always knew you were the golden balls of the family. That's what you want but be prepared for it to go the other way as well. Now, there you have it. 10 ways to raise money for your next business venture. But do not forget about the corporate fail, about limited liability, which can provide protection for you as an individual so that the debt remains with the company and not with you. Think long and hard about personal guarantees. I've learnt to my cost that providing personal guarantees, or PGs for short, can be a very costly exercise. And as Richard Branson the famous Richard Branson says, always protect the downside. So they bear that in mind whenever you're starting out in any new venture. Remember, there's no shortage of money in the world. So money isn't the issue. You have to learn how to attract it into your world. And all the guidance provided in this podcast series will help you be ready whenever you need to trigger one of the 10 ways of getting money that I've numbered uh, up there above. Okay. Now, you've been talking to the wall. I've used or provided all of the above options at various times. So I hope they're useful for you to take your idea or your business to the next level whenever you need funding. Remember, when you've prepared yourself enough so that you believe in yourself, then getting others to believe in you and to fund you will be a whole lot easier. Now, don't forget, we have the Speed Mentor Retreat coming up on the 18th and 19th of May when we'll be deep diving into all of the areas that we'll cover and there'll be lots of opportunity for one-on-one time with me to discuss anything that you need particular help with. So hit me up and let's get you booked on to the Speed Mentor Retreat. It's over to you for another day and as ever, it's your choice. <laughs>